Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. have to think about it. It is right here. It is right now. How you doing today, Brandon Stokely? Ballin', doing great. Welcome, awesome. Welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, we missed you. Yeah, missed you all. Couple days without bit. you. A little bit. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, couple Robies. Yeah, a couple Robies. Not quite a Wolfie. Not quite a Wolfie. Not the whole week. Ooh. I made sure I was here Monday. And I'm here today. Yes. So um, book ended the week. Yes. Yeah. Just just a few Robies in there. That, yeah. that was it. Um, had a good trip. First, happy birthday to you. Thanks, man. It is your birthday. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it is your birthday. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Thirty six. Thirty six. Yep. Yes, that is sir. really really cool. How was your morning? Birthday morning. Thirty six years old. Give it to me. How I like. Wife, make you breakfast in bed, bring you coffee, like Bloody Mary. Like, what, what, what happened? I know I'm, Ashley did you right this morning. What happened? Give it to me. I'm three bloodies in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, it was as basic as a morning as you can. You can't go more than one bloody. No. That, that's like for me. No. I've done it before where I went like, it's so good. It's so I want to do a second one. Yeah. No, that's too much. Start to get it's, the acid stuff. Yeah, it's like, just too much. It's just like too heavy on you. But one good blood. Yes. is great, and then you got to move on. You, you go to, it's like overdoing it, and I learned that lesson the hard way. So just one, people. Yes, you look up tone setter uh, in the dictionary, it's, there's a picture of a Bloody Mary right, right there. Just one, though. Um, no, no bloodies for me uh, so far. Right. Uh, and, but no, it's basic morning. Breakfast like, in bed, though. Like, what'd you, what'd you get? What's your, like, pancakes, sausage, eggs, bacon? Like, how was it this morning? Give it to me. Come Bre- on. Breakfast in bed sounds awful. Oh, like I, not like, good. Like, the idea of, like, waking up up and starting to eat is like yeah. no like well you don't have to wake up and start to eat you could like hang out get you a little coffee and then get that's your what it is it's it's, it's coffee I, I haven't eaten anything today I haven't eaten anything today eaten uh, eaten. I haven't <laughs> eaten anything I don't sound like you're from Louisiana <laughs> well I'm trying I'm trying to lower it here um, and then I wanted to get coffee on the way in they shut off the mobile ordering so I actually don't have my coffee here oh, that no. I would normally have. Uh, so maybe we can fix that remedy wow, that during the show. Someone's got to get you a coffee. It's your birthday, but uh, no, it's basic. It's like get the kids up, like get my son dressed, get him to preschool, go ride back home, work uh, seventy minutes on the show, uh, jump work, jump in the shower, and here I am, ready Normal to rock. Normal day, pretty much. Normal day, dude. Okay, All yeah, right. still working, still That's working. Good. Of course, That's good. happy to be here. It's a beautiful day here in Denver. It I is. Mean, we are turning the corner. I mean, I know there's going to be some hiccups along the way in March, but sure. yeah. uh, there always is. But it's going to be like 62, 63. And it's sunny the sun's today. Out, it feels like it's ninety two. Yeah. yeah. How was how was your couple days, man? Um, and the clock is turning on Saturday. It's like the best day of the year. The best day of the year. All of a sudden, you know, it's not going to start getting dark to like seven twenty. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Oh, I well, had even a- last night. In last night, I had to run to the store uh, just to pick up something that was like six thirty. I'm yeah. like, it's. It's not pitch black. That's right. It's a good thing. It's a great thing. It's a great and thing. And pretty soon that 6.30 becomes 7.30. That's right. Didn't know if you knew that's that. That's right. Well, but that's happening. S- uh, Sunday at uh, midnight. Well, uh, then Saturday. Saturday. 
Well, Saturday the day will end, and then the yes midnight is is, is officially the start of Sunday. Yes, so sure. uh, however you want to look at it, but it get, starts Sunday yes, morning. Sunday morning, and then you got Selection Sunday. A few hours after that, we'll be filling out our brackets. We and, got a couple um, deals here. Down at Ball yeah. Arena. I'll be there. Yeah, we'll too. I'll be there. Okay, cool. I will too. Cool. So looking forward like to a that. Friday and a Sunday, the yes. 19th and the 21st. Yes. I believe. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a blast. Um and uh who are you going with? Uh family. Cool. Family. Cool. Uh, went last year to Dallas for the opening round. That's right. And got to see Kansas and do no not Kansas, North Carolina, Baylor. Creighton was down there also. Yeah. It's awesome. Oh, my kids loved it. I had a blast doing it. And now it's going to be right here. So my uh, my youngest really wants to do it. Sweet. And so oh, again, great, great, great. So we're gonna we're gonna you know hit it again. Love it. Yeah, absolutely love it. Uh, talk to me about the last couple of days. You weren't here. You were traveling around. Where golf where? trip? Golf trip. Golf trip. Let's down, go. down in West Palm Beach, Florida. Wow. Yeah. What's played down a there? Called uh, Seminole. You Seminole. played it. Haven't played it. Is that Check the your campus fingers. of Florida State? Check your fingers. Have you played it? Of course. Um, they're not letting anybody with the name Chicken Fingers play that course. I can promise you that. So I, that's go, like, um, I go with my sidekick name. Yes. That's yes. not like up on the tee times? Like Chicken right. Fingers, yeah. 110 right. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, it, it's really cool. That's where they had the pro, I think they call it the pro um, member. Okay. I mean, like a member, the pro member there uh, two weeks ago. Every pro plays. Cool. All of them, except for this year, none of the live golfers. Okay, like none of the live golfers got to play in it this year. Were um, they not allowed, or they just didn't come? No, they weren't. They just weren't invited. Okay, gotcha. You don't get invited, you don't go. Uh, old school course, like just old, old school, right? And just really cool. Like you walk into the men's locker room, and when they have ashtrays in there, yeah. Like this is my place. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I want to be. Yeah. yeah, I could just hang out here for our backgammon board. You know, the bar right there, yeah. and just old school. Like, oh, go take really... a shower. That cigar is still going right. when yes. you get out. Can, can I really light up a stogie inside of here? I'm yeah. like, this is heaven. That is heaven for me. That's pretty and cool. It's just old school rules, and um, but the course is you know, one of the hardest courses to get on in the country. It's, okay. it's exclusive Seminole down there. Uh, so that was fun. And the next day, got to play the Grove, which is George's course. Sweet. Yes. Really, really cool. Um, a lot of fun. Was lot Mike fun. around? Mike was there. Mike was around. Mike was there. He wasn't handling business in Charlotte, trying to retool that. No, why? That, that team that no. I told you to take the under on. I, I know. How, how is that looking for us? <laughs> Freaking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Good, because I've already spent it. Um, yeah, Michael was there. Actually, um, I met him. No. I met him. Come on. Yeah, really, really cool. It felt like, you know. Did he, like, hand you his empty drink? Or, like, how did that go? It felt he... like we spent, like, three to four hours just, like, hanging. Is I mean, right? it was really, really cool. In all actuality, it was, like, one minute. Okay. It was, like, one minute, you know. Did you, um, so, so that was that was really cool, though. Okay. That and, is cool. And that one minute, he was really, really nice and uh, really, really cool. So <laughs> that that made my trip. And was uh, he playing or was he just around? Yeah, he was playing. Okay. He was playing with my buddy Freeney, okay. Dwight Freeney. Oh, okay, and so cool. they were playing together. Well, the edge and, rusher from Indianapolis. Yes, they're good buddies. And so they were playing with some other guys. And just, is Dwight Freeney a North Carolina guy? No, okay. Syracuse. Oh, Syracuse. Yeah, okay, who Syracuse. Am I? I'm thinking of Julius Peppers, I think. Maybe the edge rusher, he played in North Carolina. He did. Okay. He did. But it was really cool. I mean, it was awesome. We got to play, you know, two great courses and uh, got to meet Michael Jordan. That's awesome. And, and I had to see Freeney again, which is awesome. That was my, that was my guy uh, with, with the Colts. Me and him on the plane, we were, we were like 
two to three rows from the back of the plane. I sat on the aisle. We have an empty seat, and then Franey and you playing know, cards, playing cards. Yep, playing cards, hosting the card game. So we had a lot of fun there. Uh, my four years there, uh, and so it's good to see him again. And he's got a young one that he's expecting here soon. Oh, and great! So, but that was cool. It was a great trip. Not an easy place to get to, obviously. Yeah, uh, a lot of travel. But uh, a lot of fun to be able to say you played Seminole. That's and really cool. The Grove, and then hung out with Jordan for two to three to four hours to, <laughs> one, to one minute, something like that. That's re- that's really cool, man. I'm glad you got to do that. Glad that you're back. Uh, I'm sure you'll uh, uh, a detail or two of the trip will pop uh, in your head throughout the trip. I remember Dwight Franey real quick. It was a uh, leading into the Super Bowl. Uh, and I forget, was it against Chicago when it was like he was a question mark to play or not? Oh, that's right. It was right. like an yes. ankle, I think. Yes. He like did something with his ankle or his knee. Or, and that was like the big question of like, oh, is is Dwight Freeney going to play oh my in the Super Bowl? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Happy birthday oh, to you. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday my guy from Brothers, man. Oh, I love it. I love it. Birthday. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Thank you, guys. I'm a little bit embarrassed. Uh, got our, uh, our That's a good-looking cake right there, too. It is a good-looking oh, yeah. cake. And it's cookies and cream ah, from Nug's yes. Ice Cream. Love, love, it, love it, love it, love it. And love this it. is our brother from Brothers Barbecue. Yes, uh, who uh, may be breaking us off with some lunch today? I think is it. Thing. It's, 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 we're we're all set. Wait. Jeez, can't wait. They're freaking taking care of us. Man. Nate Jackson even stayed around. Wow. Goodness. Got Jeff from yeah, sales. Those guys in lobby. Oh my oh, gosh, my I love it. Hey, you guys are the best. Making yeah, me uh, definitely awesome. feel special on a Friday. Thank you so much. Uh, we are off and rolling here. We have so much to we have so much to catch Stokely up on. He was gone for three days, but like his experience with Jordan, it felt like much much longer than that. And we have plenty to get to, and we'll do that coming up next. Let's go. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. You're the one to know what we're all about. It's like this, yo. This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% So Stokely was gone for a couple days. And um, we had a lot go down. A lot? Another, yeah, it felt like it. Uh, You could tell me uh, yes or no when we go through it. But another big shout-out, Brothers Barbecue, hooking uh, our entire um, our entire portion of our cluster up, like they did it big, like with all the, all this isn't like all a, the bells this is a lunch for one, like they they did it like catering style. So huge, huge shout out uh, to Brothers Barbecue, uh, and, and thank you Stoke and everyone else here, uh, you know, singing me a happy birthday here on a Friday. I um, didn't sing. Uh, I know. I, I noticed that you yeah. like you like lift it. You like right. went through the act of it, but you yeah. didn't like want to give me the gratification of singing to me. It's like in church, <laughs> like in church. Like, it's kind of awkward. I don't. Uh, I don't know the words. Right. <laughs> Everyone's and then, chanting, and then, and, then, and then all of a sudden, in the Catholic Church, they change the words up on me. They changed the words up. I was like, ooh, it might have been a while since I've been been, yeah. been back to church. Yes. And, like, you start saying, like, you feel good, like, you know the words, but they, they flipped them. You try they to hit them with them. that also with yes. you? Yes, and it's like, wait, oh, what happened here? And uh, so from now on, I learned my lesson. I just kind of, yeah, just moved the lips a little bit, uh, I guess. Someone on the RamosLaw.com text line, I was on Stokely's flight from Florida yesterday. He looked a little bit how I felt after the long night before. Left oh. him alone out of respect. That's oh, from Martin and Littleton. Oh, Martin, shout out, buddy. <laughs> shout out. I was tired. 
I was tired. Um, and long, long couple days. Uh, yeah, but not nothing too nothing, nothing crazy. Too crazy. I, I, I'm gonna help you because you got your first golf trip coming up. Yes. So I'm gonna help you out on uh, the rules. Okay. The rules like how you need to go about it just to help you. Okay. Um, like navigate um, the whole golf trip type of. Uh, I've been on a bunch. I've made some bad mistakes when it comes to hydration and certain things that you need to like prepare for. Right. So you yeah. have a good time okay. and enjoy yourself. So I got some tips for you. I though. love it. Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh-huh. Uh, I got well, shout out. Shout I got out to some guy over there. Yeah, Martin. Martin. Uh, I got some trivia for you later. Cannot wait to get to our Friday trivia segment. Oh, hell yeah! Uh, that uh, did some work on it this morning, so we'll have some fun okay. with that. Um, Draymond Jones. We kind of speculated he was never tagged. He's going to hit free agency. James Palmer of NFL Network has been tweeting like there is a lot of interest in this 26-year-old. The rumor is that he could fetch close to $20 million a season. Now, I've been filling in with James for the last couple days. He's like, he is thinking that the Broncos are going to go cheap here. Like, you, you, you trade Bradley Chubb because you say you got to pay Draymond Jones. Now you don't is that pay what Draymond said, Jones. Or is that what he said? That's what he said. Who, 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 right. He's like, well, they're saying this, and that's why they traded this guy. That's why they traded Von Miller. Like, they never said that to us. No, they okay. did Okay, go ahead. Um, so, it, it, believe me, a lot of push and pull the last couple days. It gave a major pushback on the Von and Chubb stuff. The Draymond one is a little bit different, and it goes back to the question. You could probably beat me to it, um, but, hey, does this guy have a chance to be on the next great Broncos team? And when Draymond's case, unlike Von, and Chubb for different reasons, because I never thought Chubb uh, earned the money he got from Miami, so why would we pay him that here? But Draymond's a little bit different. He hasn't been a star, but at the same time, there's some hints of some star quality, some flashes, and um, $20 bucks, a lot of money. Someone's going to pay him. It's not going to be Denver. It doesn't sound like. It doesn't? No. Yeah. Well, once you get to free agency... Usually it's tough to go back. Yeah. Right? It's just tough because someone's going to overpay. You have a number in mind, and it just usually usually doesn't work that way where you get to this point, and you, you, we've heard Draymond during the season. He wasn't happy. It didn't sound he like was he was not. very happy with the situation. And no. That was probably with the lack of a contract offer or a bad contract offer that came in um, last year. Yeah, one uh, of the two. One of the two there. I think what you have to do with a guy like, you know, you're looking at a guy like Draymond Jones. He's not a special player right now. He hasn't been a special player, right? He's been a good player to sometimes a great player uh, right in that range. And But his best football should be in front of him. Should be. And that's what you're projecting here. You're not paying him off of what he did the last three years. You're projecting on what is it going to look like for the next four years for Draymond Jones. And he is a good player to a great player sometimes. And you want to keep those guys. You do. You want to keep those guys, and hopefully it works out. Like, if it's going to be $20 million, like, screw it. Like, let, 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 I don't want to watch Draymond Jones walk out the door. I've kind of gone back and forth on this thing. It's yeah, like, God, that's yeah. a lot. Are we going to overpay for him? You have to have a, you have to have a number where you're like, I'm not going over this. Like, we're not going to keep doing it. Like, Maryland was like, open checkbook. You know, like, come on, dude. I mean, uh, 
So, but at the same time, I want to keep him. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of betting on him. Yes, you're you're not paying him for like in the case of Vaughn. If you wanted to give Vaughn the hundred and thirty million dollars that Buffalo gave him, you're kind of like paying for the past and hoping for the future. Right. With with Draymond, you're there's not enough from the past to warrant that type of price tag because there's really not. And James was telling me yesterday. Yesterday, I said, James, he's been here for four years. What's your favorite Draymond Jones play? And caught him flat-footed, couldn't think of one. Oh. I said, well, hold on a second. You can't think of one? So I'm not saying he hasn't made plays. Right. He has. But um, he's been a um, uh, 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 kind of a, is it fair to say up and down? Sure, sure. But the ups have been really good in what you're hoping for from a young football player on a rookie deal? Yeah, and, and, and I think here with Draymond Jones, you know, he plays the interior of the defensive line. So it's not like he, uh, we're, we're expecting him to get 14 sacks. It's not like, um, you know, he's out there dropping passes where we can see it. Right, so I don't right, know what right. he does. Most, if he's not sacking the quarterback and, like, making these plays or, 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 you know, making a tackle, I don't know if he's getting manhandled. I don't know if he's doing a good job of, of keeping offensive linemen off some of our linebackers, and that's why Alex Singleton's making tackles, and sure. he does a great job with those types of things that sure. kind of go unnoticed. I'm not watching that, you know, and like most fans. We're watching to see, does he get a sack? Does he get a tackle? How about the other stuff that goes unnoticed? How does he do in those categories? And, and I, I bet he does a pretty good job in those in those other categories that don't show up really on the stat sheet. So where are you at today with it? Pay him. Pay him. I want to pay him. I want to keep him. I mean, we're trying to win. And it, I think he's a good football player with hopefully he should have his best football out in front of him. And you don't want to lose these types of guys. Now, you can't keep everyone, obviously, but he's a good part of this defense. And so I would um, – when we did our draft last week or two weeks ago, I think he went third overall. And we kept him in the exercise for conversations right. like this. He's a, he's still an ascending player. Yes. So, he got dominated in that, by the way. Do you see the reaction? Like, I just I, – I, from, the, from the rock, paper, scissors, the yeah. beginning, yeah. when I um, – all when I got when I when I when I when I hoodwinked you there and got over on you <laughs> and, and and won that and I got the first pick it was over for you. You, you wanted did a, a bad job. Well, well you want to know? Do you realize well, that now? Or? Well, it wasn't a great draft for me. Okay. Okay. All right. But also, what's lost on Twitter when you throw it out in one sentence? That conversation took place over the course of twenty five minutes with plenty of framing and context to it. That's lost in a format of like, sure. hey, here's the set. Who had a better draft? Stoke or Zach? I get why you won, but. Once you really take a dive into things, oh, good. I think it was closer. And I think you've got like 90% of the voters on the last time I checked. Um, but, okay, so. Where are you at with Draymond? I mean, like, how, how where are you at today? I mean, because free agency, what are we, Friday? I mean, tampering starts Monday. Yes, it does. Right? And, and then free agency, agency starts, starts Wednesday. Wednesday. Yep. Where are you at? Man, it's complicated. Kind of gone back and forth on it. I'm okay. If the price tag gets up to like $20 million, I'm, I'm okay with saying, you want to know what? This is, I am viewing the Broncos as a rebuild. And, and I know uh, you disagree on that. A lot of uh, folks disagree on that. But this is a five-win football team. And I don't believe that uh, the Broncos are in a win-now uh, window for this year. If the price tag gets to that much, if it was like 16, even 17 million bucks, I know it's not my money, so why should it matter? But, but you got a cap. You you're trying to, to try build to, a right. team. And I don't know if putting all those resources into one player who's been here. Who's been here for the five-win teams and the six-win teams and the, you know, so I'm okay if it gets to that threshold of like 19, 20 million per season. For a guy who also missed time this past year, didn't sound like he was thrilled um, of being here. Hey, I'm here right now. If it gets that rich, 
I'm okay with, and I'm already preparing myself for that to be the case, to be 100% honest with you. Sure. So I mean, I, I think, look, they should be in rebuild mode, but um, the roster and the contracts that they have signal it's not rebuild mode. The roster says re- we, time to the rebuild. The roster I mean, says five, rebuild. Five win. We haven't had a winning season since 16. I yeah. mean, come on. But, yeah, but that's not how they're approaching it. Right, right. Well, we'll see how they approach it this coming week. Sure, because the jury still it's very quiet but around not, the Broncos right now. They're they're not going to approach it as rebuild because you got you, you got to figure Russ out and Sean Payton didn't come here to rebuild. So I think they're going to still continue to be as aggressive as they can be within their situation. Keep that thought because we definitely will be circling back to it. Just how aggressive will the Broncos be starting next week? It's here, guys. All right, we're off and rolling here on a Friday. Stoke, there's serious doubt starting to creep in to something that nine months ago we thought was a foregone conclusion. We'll get there coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. So there is some doubt that is beginning to creep into my mind. And I know I'm not alone. And when it comes to the degree of doubt, I guess it varies um, on the day. But what the heck I'm talking about is the Colorado Avalanche lost again last night. They've now lost four of their last five. Last night they lost uh, at home to the Kings five to two. Okay. They beat a... um, I don't know if you could call them a tanking Sharks team. Uh, no pun. They, they they beat San Jose this past week 6-0. to zero. Um, That kind of, you know, halted a three-game skid. It was like, okay, 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 okay. Everyone calm down. Everything's going to be okay. All good. Even though, like, Sharks might end up with the number one overall pick. Like, whatever. You won 6-1. to one. We should have put the house on that game. I couldn't. I'm in Florida. You're in Florida. No action. It was. Okay. It's a little bit, you know. They got to figure that out. Yeah, they, they had passed something, and it went on for a while. Then they took it back. I, I don't know. You know they, they'll, uh, they'll, they'll get on board. It's only a matter of time. Uh, w- you know, once these remaining states, Florida, Texas, they'll, they'll, they'll pass it. Um, but, look, in the last week, let's just talk about the last week. In the last week, we got an underwhelming approach to the trade deadline. And some of the thought, uh, I know Will Peterson from DeverSports.com is like, well, you're not going to be too aggressive because you know you're getting Gabe Landeskog back. That's kind of like almost viewed as like a free agent addition, even though it's not, but he hasn't played at all this year. So it's like re-implementing the captain. Okay. So you don't do a whole lot of the trade deadline like they did a year ago. And then we found out in the last 48 hours that Gabe Landeskog apparently got a second surgery in October unrelated to his surgery last year. And Bednar says, and this is why you're gone says, uh, we don't know if we're going to see him this year at all. So, and, and Will, you know, look, he, he assumed the whole time that he's like, well, Landeskog's back. That's what it's telling me. They didn't make a big move at the deadline. Landeskog's back. It's telling me he's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready to go. And, and in addition to that, there was videos of him skating around. So yeah. that, there was a thought that it was building to a return. And and the whole time, I didn't like that approach to begin with. The guy hadn't played all year. He's been injured. And, like, that's really what you're going to hang your hat on here? I got it. It'd be a great addition. But let's go for the here and the now, something that we know, and be ultra-aggressive and, and and go make a big move. 
And now this news? I yeah. didn't know about that. Yeah, it's it's not it's not great, Stoke. And and they also didn't turn. You know, you can you can play, do some gymnastics in hockey where you could take his like long term injured reserve money. We talked about this a year ago. And you could have gone out and been more aggressive. Get another forward. Get a depth defenseman. They didn't do it. So then they lose last night, and Bednar comes out and says, "We gotta want it. We have to want it more than we want it right now." And it's just getting to that point of the year. Is like, okay, the team is now totally in focus. Your post trade deadline, your captain. You know, yesterday I was saying, can you can you spell cup without the C? Like your 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 captain hasn't been in the fold. He may not be in the fold, at least for the foreseeable future. Maybe not at all. And nine months ago, we were arguing like, hey, are you satisfied with one cup? Or, you know, we were having those conversations just as a foregone conclusion. The Avs would be competing for another cup. Maybe winning it, maybe not. But you are going to be in the mix. And now it's like, ah, questions at goaltender again. Didn't do much at the deadline. Captain's not around. Bednar saying, we don't want it. Yeah, look, it's... uh. Obviously, what was it, a month or two ago, we're looking at the standings and we're talking about it. Like, are they going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Like, they're on the bubble. They're on the fringe of making the playoffs. Then all of a sudden, they got hot. They got really hot. It's like, okay, they're back. And then the trade deadline's happening, and it's like, let's go all in. That's right. my approach. I, what, what I, 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 looked, I, I was talking about the sinking Rockies, right, and, and how I viewed the Rockies uh, three, four years ago when they, when they were right close. And I'm like, no, look at this young talent. No, let's hold on to this. Let's hold on to that. And then the window just is, it evaporated. It's not even close anymore. It's like, that's the wrong approach. So in this, in this situation, I don't care about four years from now. Let's go all in. And then now after the All-Star break, after being the hottest team in the NHL, they, they've lost four out of five. Right, I mean, not the All Star break. Excuse me. Yeah, After trade the deadline. trade deadline, excuse yep. me. Yep. They've lost four out of five. Coincidence? That no move, no move really was made, and they lost four out of five. Is that a coincidence? Is that like how the locker room felt? Like, give us some help. Let's go. Let's win this thing. And then now nothing. I, I, it's, or, it's, it's, you're bringing up an interesting point because Bednar has a quote here in the last 24 hours, and he said he was talking about last year, and he said, but eventually our players management and coaching staff were all on the same page last year. Everyone knew what it would take to win. The players really bought into it because of our past failures. He said those previous failures were probably about not being good enough. All the injuries and failing against Vegas and the second round exits. We just didn't have to, um, we just didn't want to see that happen again, but having a team that was good enough last year, Reflecting on the past season, you realize we weren't good enough until last season to win. Last year, we made sure we were good enough. And that's the buy-in and the accountability and the player leadership plus the depth and the skill. So everyone was all in, and we got the job done. Now we're trying to replicate it with a different group. Do you think there is frustration from Bednar towards management? It's hard, to, it's hard to speculate that. I don't know from that quote if he is or not or if he's just frustrated with his team and their commitment. Or It is tough, man. That's what also I, – I, it's tough when you just won the Stanley Cup and you the nucleus of your team for the last two or three years before that was, was so close, right? Really good team, just can't get over the hump, can't get over the hump. You finally do it. There's going to be a little bit of an exhale. You're going to party. You're going to enjoy it a little bit more. Is that drive the following year still the same? Right. Right? It's hard. That's a hard thing to do. 
And it's just human nature. And then now you have some injuries and you have different factors going on. Now you have a different team. And uh, so, I look, that's, that's part of it. Um, and the hard thing here is to, you know, get it back going in fifth gear. You know, get it back going. I mean, we're getting late. It's, yeah. it's getting, it's it getting is. late it here. Is. It's and mid-March here. We're approaching This is when you want to be playing your best. Now, we, we also have to remember last year, I was, I was worried at the end of the year when they were struggling at the yep. end of the year. Like, oh, my gosh. And they found a way to get it done. So the Nucleus this team are champions, right? They And hopefully they can just get healthy. Gabe can come back. Uh, Kale can stay healthy and, and, and get hot. So, you know, the East, I mean, the West didn't, didn't like the East. Uh, so get hot at the right time. I don't want to panic too much. And But expectations here with this group are still, you know, still high. Still high because of what they showed, I think, what they showed me last year, there are going to be some ups and downs throughout a season, especially after it's hard to sustain that high level of performance yeah. the following year. Now, some teams can do it, but for, it, it's a tough thing to do. It is. It is. And, you know, the quote that I've used through the years is there's only one version of being starving. That's right. I like and that. And they were freaking starving last year. They were starving. And I know DMAC on DenverSports.com used the analogy of, like, clowning, uh, climbing Mount Everest. And it got me thinking, like, how long does it actually take to climb Mount Everest? So I looked it up, and you basically need to, like, book out three months. Like, to get to the base camp of Everest takes almost three weeks. Like, it's a big deal, oh. right? And if you if you build yourself up for this trip and you plan it probably a year in advance and doing everything At and least. getting all yeah. the things, right? And then you book out the three months, and then it's time to make the climb. And then you get to, like, you do the three weeks to get to Everest base camp. And once you get to the base camp, it takes another few weeks to get to the top of Mount Everest. And then you got to make your way down and altitude sickness. And some people just have that hunger. I know uh, Chad uh, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Like, you just have that hunger. Some people do. I don't. I like to sit and drink a Tito's and bet on sports and for my couch. But yeah, for the people have that a cigar, you do like can't to have a cigar while you're, while pro- you're making probably a hike not, up there, right? The wind probably, even with your flame that you right, use there, yeah. probably is blowing <laughs> that thing out. But but that, so you no, imagine like you're going through the mental, the mental hurdles while you're going through the physical hurdles, right? And then you just imagine doing it all and getting to the bottom of the mountain. It's like, all right, we're meeting back up here in two months. We're going to do it all again. It's like. Holy, I need a second. Yeah. And um, maybe this group has some of that to them right you now. You know, and the other saying, um, and you referenced this one uh, before too, it's, you know, the boxer, you know, uh, about it's waking up in Marvin silk pajamas. Hagler yeah. quote saying, it's tough to get up at 5 a.m. and do road work when you're sleeping in silk pajamas. Yeah. Right? Like when yeah. you've got it, you got your ring, yeah. and everyone telling you how great it is. And not saying they're not grinding, it's just a different mindset. It's a tough, tough thing to do. Um, and we'll see. We'll see what it looks like in the end. Hopefully, they can get healthy. And because we had a blast going to some of those games oh last gosh. year. And I'll, I'll look, hey, when, when, when the chips are all pushed in, yeah. I still like our guys. I, I still like them. I like it. I like it. Um, man, I had a good record going to games last year. I had a really good record. I may be in the building tomorrow. It's a 4 o'clock oh. start against the Coyotes. If I'm going to bring my son to any game right. for the rest of the year, it's That's tomorrow. It. Okay. So it's just deciding whether I take him to that or the uh, high school state championship games on the basketball side or tomorrow. So they're just, the choice you had, has you to had be had a great record until game five. Game five of the Stanley Cup. Yeah. And that, I was there with you. That was insane. And we were supposed to celebrate. Oh, my gosh. That was one of the most deflating sport. No, the most deflating sports atmosphere you could ever be a part of. It wasn't exciting the whole game. Like no. We were behind early, I believe. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like the whole thing was just like, come yeah. on. That was, that was nuts. Yeah. 
About 24 hours later, it came. Yeah. And then we had a parade. All right, speaking of parades, could the Nuggets have one? They're playing one of the worst teams in the NBA tonight, and yet I'm fascinated to see the approach of the league's MVP. Why? We'll get into it next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. The Nuggets tonight are playing one of the worst teams in the association. And I can't believe it. It's it's the San Antonio Spurs, who for years were like the model of just doing it the right way. Zach, I mean, how is that possible with Greg Popovich as their coach, the great Greg Popovich? I mean, how have they been so bad the last couple of years? I thought he was like, you know, one of the greatest coaches ever. And I'm so I'm shocked to hear that. Goodness. You know what their record is? After tonight, at midnight tonight, their record will be 16 and 50. I mean, that is unbelievable. But you don't get there as a Spurs organization without trying. They're trying. They they have that is a purposeful race to the bottom in a very unique year where you have what is being called literally the greatest NBA prospect of all time. His name is Victor Wembanyama. We've been talking about him here periodically the last six months. Um, he is seven foot four. He can jump. He can play defense. He can hit threes on you. He handles the ball as fluidly um, as anyone his size ever has. I heard someone say it like this: with ev- all of his skill set, Stoke. If he was six foot six, he'd still go number one in the draft. But he's seven four. I mean, like you see him next to Rudy Gobert, and it looks like me next to you. Just like oh, little bro, oh, right? Oh, oh wow. wow. <laughs> so, right. Like a That's mice it. and men, like big guy, little guy. Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> we got it. So, uh, he's going to be number one, but also there's this guy named Scoot Henderson who's number two. And they said in the past 10 years, he'd go number one in every draft, maybe other than Zion's. Like, so you have these two elite Where prospects. Where is he from? Where's um, he at, Scoot? Uh, I think he's in that. Is he that G League force? I think. Let me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an okay. answer to that okay. on that in a second. Right. Yeah, he's with the Ignite. He's with the the, the G League's Ignite, okay. where instead of going to college, you can basically make five hundred grand and do a year of prepping for the NBA, and they sort okay. of bring you through like you know the the the, the rigors of what that looks like, um, without going to class. Uh, so you have these two elite prospects at the top. The Spurs are aiming for one of them. They trade their all-star guard DeJounte Murray for four first-round picks a year ago to Atlanta. So they're just, like, loaded. Anyway, that's who the Nuggets got tonight. They're tanking. The Nuggets are going to win the game. But why you been gone? There's been something kind of weird happening with the league's MVP, Nikola Jokic. It's kind of weird to watch after watching Jokic every, you know, game of his for the last half a decade plus. James agreed with me. It almost like... Since Kendrick Perkins started saying the things that he was saying last week, to which Jokic responded after the Raptors game and said it was unhealthy, Stoke, I swear to God, against the Bulls, it looked like he was sabotaging his own MVP chances. Oh, don't do that. I'm not kidding you. But don't do that. Uh, No. Why? I mean, I've already, in my head, like, cast those tickets. I mean, that's a win, that's a win, that's a win. That my count goes from this to this because, right, so let's not go all crazy. Let's just settle down and... You know, get back to playing. I mean, it's not like he wasn't playing great ball, but but get back to being just who cares, right? Be the guy that says who cares yeah. and 
and and just go do your thing. Just go do your thing. That's and why. Hopefully. That's why it's surprising because Jokic has been Mister Who Cares. Exactly. He needs to become Mister Middle Finger. Yes. I watched a guy take nine threes the other night. Nine. After the fifth one, it got weird. It was just like he was so frustrated and physically downtrodden and detached from the game, as was just the Nuggets in general, as they got beat like a drum at home to a below-average Bulls team. It was weird. And I'm like, wait, wait a second. The game before that, Jokic took eight total shots. Stoke, there was seven Denver Nuggets who took more shots than Jokic two games ago. And then he follows it up by taking nine threes and just looking like a shell of himself. The stats won't tell the whole story. Nine, when's the last time he, he took nine three-pointers? I bet it's a career high. I would, I would, I would bet that, yes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's weird. That's odd. Um, and then that, he calls the MVP conversation unhealthy, and it's like, is this? He said he saw it on YouTube, Kendrick Perkins' comments. And I'm like, you know what? I know what? This thing's gotten weird. And I wonder if it's affecting the Joker. He's a human being, too. Yeah. Um, you know, when he made those comments after uh, Nicola did, not bad for someone that's stat padding, I think, something like that. Yep. Um, you knew that he, he heard it, and it, it does. It's going to impact you a little bit on the court. I just, there, there's no way to around it. Um, because, you know, he's very cognizant of getting his teammates involved. And we know here that's not – it's not a big part of him, you know, trying to go out and get triple doubles. He no. was so – he was like one short like 500 times last yeah. year. I mean, it was just maddening. Um, and so he doesn't go out of his way to get those triple doubles. But now is he going more out of his way to just avoid, you know, being in that discussion of, of stat padding? Uh, just hopefully – We'll see him tonight just be dominant, be aggressive, going to the hoop, just doing his thing. Just screw it, right? Especially after, you know, getting beat like they did um, last game. And just, just saying, forget it, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm just, my mindset's totally different now, and I'm just going to do my thing. I don't even care anymore. I'm, I'm going back to that type of mindset. Yeah. But to, to think that it didn't impact him at all, I think you um, is, is silly. It, it, it had to have yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, and, and I get it. I just hope after thinking about it for a little bit, he's like, you want to know what? I'm going to take 33 shots tonight. Now, obviously, he'll never do that, but maybe it's 23. This thing should be over. If the Nuggets come out focused, this thing should be over after two and a half quarters. It really should. See, I, that's and and I'm lucky I wasn't here because I lost the triple-double bet um, two, day, two games ago. I forgot who they played, and then I would have I would have rehammered this one against yeah. the Bulls. Yeah. And, he, you know, he ended up shorting that one. I don't know if I can fire – tonight because in these types of games that's what you're always worried about in the NBA blowout and he only plays you know halfway through the third or you know is in for a minute or two in the fourth and that's it and, and you got to avoid that so I think it's probably too risky it is yeah. I totally stay away from it what I, I I'm curious about the number and thanks to Kistner uh, nine threes is not his career high at some point last year he shot 10 um, but I don't know what the number is can we pull it up here I'm willing to bet it's 13 and a half, something like that. The Rockets are the other worst team in the NBA. The Spurs just played the Rockets in back-to-back games. Brandon Soakley. Yeah, they lost both. The Spurs gave up 142 points to the Houston Rockets. They lost by 32 points. The previous game, they gave up 122 to the Rockets and lost by double figures. Let me tell you something that's fascinating. Tell me. I live bet that game. Which one? 
the the Spurs the Rockets, most, but yeah, the most the, recent the, one, the first one, yes, and, and and I jumped on the Rockets. I jumped on the Rockets. Rockets lost, right? The, uh, yeah, no, 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 no I don't. No, no, the Spurs lost I by jumped, thirty-two points. I jumped on the Spurs. Gotcha. I lost anyway, and then so I was following the second day too. Like, what's going on here? Like, the Spurs are awful. Like, how are the Rockets getting blown out? And, and you know, and it happened again. It happened again. Tonight, the number's 13. Kistner just said, so I was a, a half point off. Um, that's probably where I'll be, my my my, my own investment will be. Is just it, on the spread. Is, is the Nuggets to respond right. after getting beat the way they did, called out by their coach, Jokic being underwhelming as the head of the snake. Jamal Murray is one three-pointer away from breaking Will Barton's all-time three-point mark in Nuggets history. That will happen tonight. I got the Nuggets absolutely rolling tonight. Okay, I love it. I love it. That's that's where I'll I'll, I'll go tonight. You just can't take chances on nope the triple double. Nope. I think you see Bruce Brown, uh, not Bruce Brown, uh, uh, Christian Brown tonight, who's been out of the rotation. Yeah. What do you, what do you, I want? Just what are your thoughts on that? All of a sudden, with after the trades, and you know you got Reggie Jackson here, he's gobbling up a lot of those minutes, and now Christian Brown's like three, four minutes a game type of situation if he's in at all. Yeah. I think Mike Malone's trying to get his playoff rotation down yeah. down the stretch. I don't think Christian Brown's a part of it as yeah. a rookie. Okay. All right. Uh, we will uh, circle back to that a little bit uh, later in the show because there's still some follow-up stuff about that. But in the meantime, as we approach NFL free agency next week, guys, what is the strongest room on the Broncos and what is the weakest room that needs addressing? We'll go over it next.